It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Now, for the thousands in attendance and the millions watching around the world on HBO Pay-Per-View, ladies and gentlemen, from Mandalay Bay, Las Vegas... Uh, let's get ready to rumble! Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports pod... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Casters by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests, and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to episode number 69 of the TTM Sports Show. My name is James. Uh, my name is James. And together we are TTM Sports, the normal sports show, the greatest sports show that you've probably never heard of until now. Um, James, what have we got coming up for our listeners in this episode? Yeah, thank you, James. Very good. Uh, very good introduction. I love that. Um it's time for another roulette, James. We're going to spin the wheel again. We're going to go for it. But before we get going, James, just mm. um, congratulations to both of us because both of our teams have made safe passage. 
through to the fifth round of the FA Cup. So congratulations to uh, Tottenham and Liverpool for making it through. So we're still on for uh, a TTM Sports FA Cup final. We are, and Liverpool are still on uh, challenging on all four fronts. So uh, it's a really good season so far for everyone yeah. concerned. He's finally actually thought about um, prioritising the domestic cups over 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 well, other things, maybe. You well, know, Roy Keane said it earlier. Just goes to show the FA Cup is not dead. Well, Roy Keane said it earlier on. on. He turned around and then he goes, well, just look at Liverpool's bench now. You know, we've got so everyone's coming back from injury all at the right time. But, you know, we had our bench earlier on consisted of uh, Diaz, Harvey Elliott, James Milner. Um, you know, we, we, we had some real quality on that. But Thiago, uh, we had some real, Robertson real quality. Robertson was on the bench, wasn't he, as well? Robbo was on the bench as well, absolutely. Matip was on the bench. Joe Gomez was on the bench. Alisson, uh, no, it was Adrian. Alisson was rested. We had real, real quality on the bench. we still got more people to come back as well. People like Origi weren't even in the squad. Yeah, I... I... I've often been critical of Liverpool's depth, James. Um, mm. And your squad has been stretched to its absolute limits at times um, in the last couple of years. But to be fair, you know, you did always say, you know, when we get our players back, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, the, the depth is starting to... You're right, James. Uh, the depth is starting to look quite frightening, actually, um, from the outside looking in. Um, but anyway, on with the roulette. The uh, the sound effect is well and truly in play, I hope. TTM Sports Roulette, we've got... Three categories, three groups of four. James, are you ready to spin the wheel? Yep, let's spin that wheel. Oh, I haven't done the categories, actually. The categories on this roulette are, number one, the FA Cup doesn't matter. Number two, AJ versus Wilder. Is that a money fight? Number three, Tom Brady is a bigger legend than David Beckham. Number four, Nadal, Djokovic or Federer. There's your four. Any of those tickling your fancy, James? Um, the one I probably don't want to talk about was the Tom Brady Beckham one. Um, it was quite clear who our number one is there. The rest of them, uh, yeah, let's do it. Let's crack on. I wouldn't mind the tennis debate. Actually. Let, let's spin the wheel. Let's spin the wheel. And it is, James, number four. Brilliant. Nadal, Djokovic or Federer? Who's the well, best? Well, according to the official statistics right now, as of a week ago today, um, Rafael Nadal is the best. He's got 22 Grand Slam titles, uh, you know, in comparison to Novak Djokovic's 21 and Roger Federer's 21. You would argue that there was potentially a fourth player, um, you know, that lost about 15 finals, but only managed to secure three, which was Sir Andy Murray. He He was the only one, I think, that could live with those three, if you see what I mean. Federer was there at the beginning. I mean, let's be brutally honest. Um, I would say over the past six or seven years, his star is beginning to dim, I would say, in comparison to one of Nadal and Djokovic. Now, you would argue that you could say, well, 80% of Nadal's victories have come at the, the, the French Open at Roland Garros, which is a fact. And you would have to argue that Novak Djokovic is showing the longevity required because, let's be honest, if he, you know... If he went to the Australian Open, he would have been again seeded number one and favourite. He lost the US Open final last uh, last summer against Dennis Medvedev in a bit of a shock result, but he he's won he's won the majors at all four 
you, you know, he's he's won consistently at all four. He's won a couple of each, you know, and and, I, and well, especially in Australia, he holds a record for the most title wins there. So if you're looking for a balanced player, I would argue that Djokovic, uh, for me, has been the best. If you're looking for straight technical ability and genius, well, that's clear. It's Roger Federer. If you're looking at brute force, top spin extraordinaire and biceps the size of dumbbells, it would be Rafael Nadal. Um, Enclave, Rafa's the king. Uh, at Wimbledon, I would say that Roger's the king. On the other two hard courts, I'd say that Novak's the king. And then you've got to chuck in Murray. I still think he needs to be in that conversation. It's just unfortunately for the Scot, he didn't have uh, what it what it took really to get himself over the line. You know. I, I think. I think. Yeah, I, I agree. There was there was a period of probably about five years where Murray was on par with these guys and going. You know, he mm. it was it was a big four at that time with Murray. Just unfortunately with the injuries. Um, He's never been able to hang with them for as long as they've been able to hang with each other. If you see what I mean, mm. I think um, the way you know you talk about straight technique, Federer. You know, each individual guy's got their own strengths. All-round player, you would say Djokovic, and I also think Djokovic will probably, from this point on, Djokovic will win more Grand Slams in the future than the other two will. So eventually, Djokovic will have the most. I think that's I think that's fair. I think he's got a bit more left in the tank than the other two. I think um, it, it would all depend on how Rafa um, manages his body. Because if if I was Rafa, okay, look, you've just won the Australian Open, but come on, Medvedev was, was pushing him. He was two sets to love up. And Rafa had to exert every inch of his being to get it done. Um, I, but then again, yeah. he won it. He won it. You know, he won it. If I was him, I would drop one of the slams um, to focus solely on the clay at Roland Garros. Because if he was to, you know solely focus on that I still think on his day he's, un- he's unbeatable on on clay at Roland Garros I think Roger again same with Roger you know at Wimbledon you know and just just very quickly mm. going back to that Andy Murray situation let's not forget before the hit went before the hit went he was world number one he went on a run of yeah. form uh, from the beginning of that year he, um, he went on a run of form playing the Challenger 250 events and stuff like that to get himself into a position to even oh, qualify. Murray used to yeah. clean up all those, all yeah, those yeah, events. Exactly. Murray used to and, clean up them all the and, time. But the reality was, was when he took the number one spot off of Djokovic at the ATP Tour World Finals at the Millennium Dome or the O2 in London, I remember it well, when he battered him in straight sets. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he, he was fresh off the back of a victory at Wimbledon again against uh, Raonic, the, the Canadian hard-hitting server. Um, demoralised him and, and beat him in straight sets, straight three sets, like he did Djokovic the other year as well in, in straight sets as well. I, I think, um, let's not forget, he was number one, but Murray, he's finding it difficult to come back. And you're seeing flashes of the little bits of brilliance. I mean, going back to the US Open 2021. He's still got the heart. He's... He fought Sitsipas. He'll Pass. always have the heart, Murray. He, he lost in five sets to Sitsipas. Let's not forget, he's got, uh, he's got, um, he's got a metal hip. So, you know, and he's mixing it with the upper echelons of the most, one of the most physically demanding sports on earth. I, I do. I genuinely believe that you're using muscles of your body that are not usually meant to be strained, as it were, you know, within tennis. That you'll probably get the same in badminton and table tennis and, you know, in squash. You know, the the, the quads and the, the, the horrible little muscles that you don't want to pull. If you pull them, you're in big trouble. Um, and, and in tennis, it's so physical. Um, but for me, I'm gonna, uh, have to, I'm gonna have to push you. I'm gonna, I'm gonna you. say, so I'm gonna say my, Djokovic. My Djokovic. Djokovic okay. will end up with. Uh, I think it. I think it's like a. It's a messy Ronaldo thing. It just comes down to who you prefer, really. 
and I've always preferred Federer. I think he's a classier player of the three. Mm. And, uh, oh, and you know, that. he looks like he hasn't even broken sweat. Um, so for me, it's Federer. Um, uh, just as a personal opinion, you know, I like him better than the other two. Um, so there we go. That is category one, James. Good, good, good one. That good debate. Mm. I like that. Um, so the the categories for the next four, we've got number one, Chris Eubank Jr. Is he world level? Number two, promotion from the championship. Who's coming up? Number three, the biggest sleeping giants in England, biggest sleeping giant football clubs currently in England. And number four, the new look Barca attack. Okay. Any of them uh, exciting you, James? And he's good. We're spinning the wheel. And it is number three, the biggest sleeping giants in England. Okay. So sleeping giants, sleeping giants, club who are, for some reason, not reaching the potential that that club has. This could be a, a historical club um, that's found themselves down there, like a Nottingham Forest or Coventry City. Um, or it could be um, a club that's that's got a lot of uh, potential and has never quite made it to the top level yet. Maybe someone like a Bristol City or someone like that. So biggest sleeping giants, James. First ones that come to mind. Uh, Derby County, uh, Sunderland. Nottingham Forest for me straight away, but it depends how Sheffield far Wednesday. you want to go down. Yeah, you could argue Sheffield Wednesday. I mean, I, I would say, yeah, are they a giant though? Um, I mean, they've been in the Premier League, but are they a giant? Because if we're going down that road, you could argue and say, well, look, you know, Swindon Town, you know, and, and clubs like that, you know, Bradford City. For a long City. time, it would have been Leeds, wouldn't it? Yeah, absolutely. But, but Sunderland... Leeds, are now on, Leeds are now obviously back on the app. It's Sunderland for me, because if you're saying Sheffield Wednesday, well, then you may as well talk about Portsmouth, FA Cup winners, Charlton Athletic, ex-Premier League, Bolton, mm. Ipswich, you, you know, Wigan, these, these guys, Wigan won the FA Cup as well, let's not forget Wimbledon, um, you know, but I, I think personally, the lowest club, the biggest lowest club has to be Sunderland right now uh, in, in, in League One, but if you go into that championship, oh in League my two. goodness me. Bradford in League Two, yeah, but are they a giant? You know, Sunderland, I would say, you have the potential to be a giant. But if you're looking at a legitimate giant, let's say an ex-European Cup winning team, well, then you have to argue and you have to say, well, it's very simple, isn't it? It's Nottingham Forest. It's Nottingham Forest all the way. They're the biggest sleeping giant. And again, Derby. But Derby have had their issues. I think I think Nottingham Forest. And we're seeing it now. You know, packed stadiums. They defeated Arsenal. Wonderful young squad there at, 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 at that ground. Uh, and as far as I'm concerned, they're, 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 again, against Leicester, 4-1. They've got great youngsters on the left and the right. Zinka Nagel, who's doing extremely well. Lewis Grabham doing his job up there. James Garner in the middle. You know, they're a good good team. And the, and the centre-back as well, Joe Worrell, is good. The goalkeeper's good as well. Um, yeah, I, I had a good yeah, the time with them on Football good. Manager. Yeah, no Brennan doubt. Johnson was, was excellent today as well. Brennan Johnson, mm. first time I've really... had a proper, like, been able to see him properly. And I thought I was very impressed with what I saw from and there. Jeff Spence... Uh, Embisoda, there's a centre back called Embisoda, and he used to play for Paris Saint Germain. Um, He's really good as there well. You go. um, they've got some really, yeah, they really... Got, uh, Max Lowe, but, left back. Yeah, but the, the thing is, they've got a good manager now. So they, uh, you know, not as good as as you were on Football Manager for them, but they've got some, you know, somebody that can stand up to that level. Um, uh, Steve Cooper ex-Swansea manager and we don't quite know why they why ever let him go but they let him go he's done an unbelievable job they were bottom of the league when he took over yeah. at Forest yeah. um, in September, October 
Mm. I think Chris Hutton might have been the first manager to be sacked in the Football League this year. But but yeah, so he, he's me, taken them. They're two points off the playoffs in the fifth round of the FA Cup. And you can see, like, it's packed stadium, city ground, big ground. That's it, the city ground. I think for me, Nottingham Forest are the biggest sleeping giant right now. And I would say they're followed by Derby. They have to be followed by Derby County because they have European, um, they've had European success. And, and we all know the situation at Derby. I mean, the owner allegedly has got a hell of a lot to answer for. You know, Wayne Rooney sleeping at the, sleeping at the football ground. I don't know if you've heard stuff like that, that he tried to contact, um, you know, Wayne Rooney's wife was worried about him because he, he heard on Sky Sports News that the club was in administration. Wayne Rooney's bought extra training gear. He's bought drones for them. He's, uh, he rejected the, the Everton job on principle to stay with with Derby County he couldn't get hold of the chairman so he had to use the club doctor's phone to get in contact with the chairman to understand exactly just what the hell was going on at the football club I think um, the, the fact of the matter is is he, you know you add those points on they're safely mid-table and a lot of people say yeah but it's mid-table Derby you know he's not doing a good job well he is because if anyone had seen the squad he had available to him um, he's, he's you know he's making a mountain out of a molehill he's doing job. a great job great 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 job he's making a, a- He's making a silk purse out of a pig's ear. Is exactly what he's doing. You know, they're putting lipstick they had, on they a pig. 30, yeah, they had thirty-nine-year-old Phil Jagielka at centre back, and and the only reason he's had to leave is because they're under a transfer embargo. He, he was only on a six-month contract. They can't keep him. Yeah, you so, know who falls down to now? It falls down to Curtis Davis at the back now. You know, so he's yeah, doing a yeah, wonderful job. Yeah, Curtis Davis there. With yeah, there's two Stim. clubs, two more clubs, Wolves. Two, two, two clubs there. I would say Sunderland and Derby are the two biggest there. Sheffield Wednesday, we know, uh, are, are a big club, and so are Sunderland. And Sheffield United say, to a degree as well. Surely a level up on them clubs. Surely a level up on them clubs are the two we've just mentioned. There's Derby and and uh, and and Nottingham Forest, who, who historically are top flight clubs. So yeah, mm. that's that. On yeah, that yeah. Yeah, that's it. I agree, James. Nottingham Forest, biggest sleeping giant in English football right now. And the final category, the final list, the final group of four. Number one, Messi and Ronaldo are on the decline. Number two, looking forward to this one, hopefully, James, the Six Nations. Number three, the next Manchester United manager. And number four, Harvey Elliott. Okay, let's do it. Yep, let, let's do let's do it. Let's go. It's number three, James, the next okay. Manchester United manager. Okay. Is it just Pochettino and that's the end of it, or or is it not that simple? Yeah, I'm not having this Ajax manager. Um, I, you know, I had a good debate with someone about this Eric the other day. Hag. Yeah, I mean, you know, he was the assistant, obviously, to Pep at Bayern. Um, you know, which no one ever really talks about. He worked with Pep at Bayern. Um, no one, I don't. If you ever, if you ever had anybody mention that to you before, you know, but it's a, it's a fact. No, um, I didn't, know, James. I didn't know that until you just said that. Yeah. So that. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, no, I so, never knew that. Yeah, I, I think he'd done a good job in that season where obviously they got knocked out by Tottenham, but re- realistically, well, you know, they, they that team was fantastic. They threw that away, mind. They dismantled they Real Madrid. Beat, they did beat Real Madrid uh, at the Bernabeu, yeah. And another team, Juventus. Side. But they also beat Juventus as well, and they went 1-0 down in both games to Ronaldo. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I think uh, he'd done a great job there. And of course, obviously, is what usually happens uh, uh, happens with Ajax is they then go on to sell those players. And I think at the moment, he's, just an, he's, tr- he's almost got another team back together. 
and he's looking for the next opportunity. But I think that the step up to take over as as that Man United manager is a step too far. Of course, Mauricio Pochettino, uh, you would say, has the, the the CV. He can handle big players. There's no bigger players than and prima donnas, you know, than at, than at PSG. Um, it, he's got experience of the Premier League. He's done a good job with Southampton. He's done a good job with a bang average Tottenham team and turned them into a very good team of players. Um, it, but it's true. Where were they before Mauricio Pochettino took over? It's a fact. Um, it, it's a fact. Yeah, no, no, bang no, average I agree team. With that. I, you know, I agree with that. But he turned them into however, a better team. What I, what I would say about Pochettino is, and don't get me wrong, I love Pochettino. He allowed us all. He allowed us all to dream. Like for for about a three year period, we were as good as anyone in this country, and that's a fact. Um, However, we had the greatest side we've probably had since the 60s. That he built. And we didn't win anything. You're right. Yeah, yeah, of course, which he built. But But that's Tottenham, mate. They they never win anything. Um, That's that's, that's, that's what they call Spursy. That's that's what Chiellini said, isn't it? This this is the history of Tottenham. (laughs) It's true. Everybody knows. Good good club. um, You know, you would say second tier club, uh, historically... Second tier, you would argue that we've been at the very, very top, top, top. Yeah, now and then, but but usually, you know, upper echelons of the middle of the league, you would say, just around those European sort of where they are now. That's Tottenham, in, in my opinion. That's where they should be. Um, but back to the back to the question at hand, the next Man United manager. I'm going to chuck one complete left field. We all know I, I love Diego Simeone as a manager, as a player. I think mm. it's a disgrace for how he cheated David Beckham, and I'll never forget it. Um, but as a manager, he has to be the man in there. If not, and you're going to go left field, and you, we discussed it on another podcast, if Ralph is going to move upstairs, do you want someone to work underneath him? Diego's not going to work underneath him. Um, Pochettino may work underneath him. He may because you need a big job. But the reality is, Jesse March could be the man to work underneath Ralph because he could slot into that foundation and they would slot in quite nicely together with Ralph on top and Jesse March just slid right underneath him. Um, in, a, in a football I mean, uh, professional, Rangnick, on, on top of <laughs> on, on top of me um, is is a you know it's certainly a job I would want. Um, oh my god! I, it is I, the 69th episode. It is the 69th episode of the TTM Sports <laughs> Show, and is. Ralph Rangnick. I would never look at him and Jesse March the same way again. No, um, I, I like your thinking with, with Jesse March, and I've said this before on, on podcasts about about what, the with Ralph. Job and they really they. They've really backed themselves into a corner with Ranić um, in a way because if he does if he does well, they'll, they'll give him the job, and that was the problem with Solskjaer. Um, you've got to move him upstairs anyway, um, so you need a manager that can work underneath it and within that model. Um, Jesse March is a good one, but he he didn't do well at Leipzig. Um, he never really had a bloody chance, did he? Because to... they sold out the bloody team before he went in there. They sold up a Meccano, they, they sold Canate. But hold on a minute, the previous manager in there actually had three or four years. You know, they had Danny Olmo, they had Angelino, they had Timo Werner, they had Meccano, they had Canate. Look at all them players that have gone. I mean, Sabitzer, yeah. is he still there? You know, I, I, I think... Um, He's at Bayern. Well, he needed. Well, well, there you go. I mean, he needed to yeah. give him a couple of years to build. Hasenhutl may, may be another one as well, who's actually proved himself. I mean, I wouldn't say Daniel Farker. It needs to be someone of that, um, you know, it hey, needs to be someone Daniel of that production Farker. line. It needs to be one yeah, of those on the, on the Bundesliga I mean. production line to fit underneath um, uh, Ralph Ranyuk. You would say Jesse March, if yeah. not, Hasenhutl. Ralph Hasenhutl is. Yeah, I mean, I think Hasenhutl was a, be- a better mm. shout than. Um... 
than Jesse Marsh, actually. Um, I like Hassan Hutu. I think he does a good job working within a similar sort of model at Southampton. But but these managers, and even Ralph Ranjit to a degree, that uh, they haven't been at elite clubs, you know, top level. We want the best players and we're going to go out and buy them. Or, you know, All right, then. Do you, do you want, do you want me to chuck one left field? Academy. Do you want me to chuck one completely and utterly left field at you, James? And you may not agree with you mean this is a ridiculous, but you need someone who's got the balls to go into that dressing room and tell them straight out, you don't perform for me, you're out that door, and you know we'll follow it through, okay? You need someone who's potentially, again, like the ex-player route down there, who's enjoyed success, who loves and understands the club, but has been a manager before. Mark Hughes and Roy Keane together. Um, could be could be a solution. You may laugh it off, but you, what you need at that club at the moment is a disciplinarian in there who's got balls, who's gonna who, who's been a manager before, who can deal with high profile players. Well, Mark Hughes has at Manchester City. You know, he wasn't really given a fair crack at the. I whip. just uh, I just don't think I don't think that attitude works anymore. Mm. You know, um, but then I suppose you could argue and say, what well, what what's Conte done really differently at Spurs? He's shaken a lot of them up. Um, probably mentally rather than anything else and just sort of enforce a system that could be easily understood. So Roy Keane, tactically, I'm sorry, probably not there no, where they no, need you, to be. No, but you I need don't someone think, who's I don't got a bit, maybe an assistant can, manager? I don't think Roy Keane can exist at a club like that anymore with, with the way football is these days. I think you've got to move with the times a little bit. Um in a lot of ways. I, I think the manager at Wolves is impressive. Uh, Bruno Lage, I think he's done a really good job at Wolves. Manager of the month this month. I, I agree. I, I'm not suggesting that um, may not go out and get him, but I just think there needs to be a bit more forward thinking and, you know, fair play to United. They, they haven't really had a plan for a long time. So they need to bring somebody in like a Ranić who's got a, a, a defined method and style of play and identity and at least they can work towards something you know, I agree. rather than just this buying superstars, throwing them into a team with a tactically inept manager and expecting it to just happen. So I would say on that debate at the moment, I would argue and I would say, well, do you know what, mate? Uh, I'll agree with you here. Um, I, I would go with uh, Diego Simeone, Mauricio Pochettino. Uh, Ten Hag has to be in the mix, uh, but Jesse March and Hasenhudel, that would be my short list. Um I think we'll end the podcast here because we've got a very busy week coming up on the TTM Sports Show with a very, 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 very special guest coming up at the end of the week to be released on Saturday night, which we're not going to reveal until it's recorded. But put it this way, it's someone who's trending right now in the world of football. Um, we don't want to reveal too much until the interview's been had, or else that would be pretty much embarrassing, I think, there. Um, but also, we do have a competition uh, right now, uh, which is available on Twitter. It will be live now. How would you feel about going to watch England? This is to our listeners. We've managed to secure a ticket, a solitary England conditional ticket to watch us at home against Switzerland at Wembley in the Nations League. If you want the opportunity to get your hands on that ticket, then head over to our Twitter page and you will find everything there. It'll be twinned, uh, pinned at the top of the page and just enter the competition and we will be delighted to give one of our listeners uh, a, a ticket to watch England. And it doesn't stop there, does it, James? 
it doesn't stop there because we're going to be doing the exact same competition for the next Nations League. Uh, no, sorry, it's not the Nations League. For the next England game, which is a friendly at home to the Ivory Coast. It's four days after the Switzerland game. You never know. You might even be lucky enough and you could win tickets to both of those games. Could you imagine having a ticket to watch England? So, so yeah, so England's friendly against Switzerland. Also, you may even get to meet us. You may even get to meet us. You will. You could meet TTM Sports and you could even, why not? Let's chuck it out there. You could even appear on a blog which can be put onto YouTube or you yourself could appear on the TTM Sports Show to enter and all the terms and conditions that you need to follow. Just head over to our Twitter page and we're very much looking forward to seeing you at the very next England game but as of right now that is all from me and that's all from me and we'll see you again very very soon hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM sports show the sports podcast that's by the fans for the fans where you can guarantee explosive debate trending topics big interviews and guests and regular uploads proudly sponsored by prestige paving and patios and anstis grounds and gardens so strap yourself in for the latest episode of the ttm sports show
Hello sports fans and thank you for listening to the TTM Sports Show. The sports podcast that's by the fans, for the fans. Where you can guarantee explosive debate, trending topics, big interviews and guests and regular uploads. Proudly sponsored by Prestige Paving and Patios and Anstis Grounds and Gardens. So strap yourself in for the latest episode of the TTM Sports Show. Sports Social Podcast Network. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.